This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Safiya Speaks Up is described as a one-of-a-kind book that follows a young girl as she navigates the distinction between uncomfortable and safe interactions in her community. So the project was created, written and illustrated by the She's the First Girl Activist Fellows between the ages of 15 and 21, spread across Malaysia, Kenya, the Philippines and the United States. So today on the show, I catch up with one of those activists, Alison Chung, who is also the illustrator and co-author of the book, uh, she was also nominated for a Women of the Future Southeast Asia Prize for the book. We're going to find out all about it. Welcome, Alison. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. I just came back from my 38-hour journey from the U.S. back to <laughs> Malaysia. So it's really great to be back. So uh, are you currently studying in the U.S., Alison? Is that what you're working uh, doing there now? Yeah, I am a scholar in the U.S. on a full scholarship at a university in Pennsylvania called Drexel University. Mm-hmm. And, what are you and st- it's been, uh, I'm studying, uh, I'm undecided right now, but I'm doing a custom design major. So I'm looking into um, mixing criminology and sociology because my school lets you do like a custom design track and it's really fun because I have a lot of interest so it lets me do all of them. Wonderful and you were sorry I accidentally cut you off just now you were saying that you've been really enjoying your time there? Yeah I I really enjoy it so much it's really cold (laughs) I'm wearing like six layers at once sometimes sometimes it's like negative one degree celsius. Oh god okay. Yeah and it's only gonna get colder. (laughs) Okay all right that's yeah Temperatures I cannot uh, begin to braid. Okay, but, um, you know, as I mentioned in the introduction, of course, uh, you illustrated and you co-authored Sophia Speaks Up. And I did mention uh, it was by the She's the First Girl Activist Fellows, right? You want to tell our listeners a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, sure. So She's the First is a nonprofit organization based in both New York City and Nairobi. And they do a lot of programs for young girls. They also work with grassroots organizations to ensure that girls everywhere have the rights to be seen and also the rights for education. So uh, I decided to apply for one of their programs called the Girl Activist Fellowship. So it's a about a two-year fellowship where we get trained on ways to advocate for our communities and the girls in our communities. So in the fellowship, you get placed in different um, sections. So I was placed in the section I had the most interest in, which is safety from violence, which is where my book came up because um, all of us are really passionate in my group about ensuring safety from violence for all girls worldwide. Mm-hmm. And, and do you want to talk to me a little bit about why you were inspired to create a children's book specifically uh, addressing safety from sexual violence? Yeah, definitely. So we started to think about what we wanted to do for our campaign because for each group, we were at a task to create a campaign. And we realized that there was not a lot of resources for young girls about safety from violence, especially for young girls who are like the ages of four to nine, because after that, you maybe have like classes in school regarding this. But then we didn't real, uh, we realized that there were no resources 
for them, maybe resources directed for their parents, but nothing for them in a way that they understand in language that they know of mm -hmm. and in in terms that they they do understand at that age. So we decided to create a children's book with the language focused on children who even at the age of five could read. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And I guess that's where the illustrations also uh, come in quite handy, right? Um, I do yeah. want to talk about that, but just very quickly, um, I forgot to ask you about, you know, your co-authors. So there are uh, other, so the other activists from the uh, She's the First Girl uh, Fellows, right? Yes, my co-authors and co-creators are Sonia Hamad, Anya Lagarda, Grace Owino, and Annika Ranganathan, who are from all different parts of the world. Sonia and Annika are from the U.S., Grace is from Kenya, and Anya is from the Philippines. So we worked together virtually in like with time zones and with different schedules and we're all different ages. So it was really cool. And everyone had such a different perspective and everyone went to different types of schools. Everyone went, was, everyone grew up in different places. So it was really nice to really work together with people from around the world with who we only met each other through this program. Okay. And, um, you know, so you, you mentioned how the idea for the book came about, right? But what motivated you to fully illustrate it? I don't, I think I remember reading you had no experience, right, in visual art, but you wanted to take on this challenge? Yeah, so actually we we wrote the whole book and we were done with the book. And then we were like, oh, wait, we, we need like illustrations for the book. And then we we didn't want to get someone else outside of our team to make it because we felt like, we, we we came so far with this project, we wanted to ensure that, you know, it was by girls for girls. So I never even like, I was never an artist growing up. I ne I, I even failed art and sent it to you. So like, <laughs> I was the all. worst person to ask. <laughs> I was the worst person to ask, but I was on a train to Pahang for a it was a long train. It was like six hours. And I decided to sit down and try to illustrate. And my first illustrations were so horrible, but slowly they got better. And then slowly my team was like, why, do, why don't you make the rest of the book? And that's how we have the whole book illustrated by me. It, I feel so proud of it. I have never been an artist. I can't even draw a circle. So <laughs> I don't know how I pulled this off, but I'm really grateful my team trust, trusted me with this. Yeah, I've, I've only had a look at the book uh, online. It does look absolutely beautiful. So, you know, congratulations you. on, on producing so that. I do want to ask you a little bit about the process of creating illustrations that um, you know, because it's sensitive topics, right? So, you know, how they, how you've used these illustrations to convey these sorts mm -hmm. of sen sensitive topics like sexual abuse, uh, sorry, sexual violence, while also remaining appropriate for children. So in the book, that's a really tough question. And we've honestly been, been working on how to approach the illustrations also for the longest time. For example, um, a spoiler in the book, but at one part, the main character called Safia, who is about just nine years old, um, recounts how she was violated by her uncle. And we, um, I drew the uncle in a way where you can't see his face. And obviously we didn't draw whatever would have been the assault, mm -hmm. but we decided to use like colors such as the color black to show um, anger because we think that um, at the beginning of the book, it's all like colorful. Uh, there's even like talks about 
Sophia liking to draw rainbows. And then after that incident, we um, show a series of like um, more like darker colors and the, like the color black to sh symbolize um, the hurt she feels. And I think that was a really great way we approached this topic. We did talk to a panel of different like speakers and we had a lot of people look through this book to ensure that we were delivering a story like this justice. So it was really hard, but also I think that in the end, it's it's such like a beautiful book for children to read about. And it's honestly, I think age appropriate for children to read about this and learn because there's, it's the honest truth that this happens and yeah. that if we have a way where children can read this and really understand it, then um, the illustrations really help with that. Okay. And I do also want to ask you, because the book is called Safia Speaks Up, right? And I know uh, it took a while or, you know, there were other sort of iterations of the title, right? Why did you uh, Why did you guys decide to go with the title Safia Speaks Up? So I would also like to talk about the characters named Safia. So sure. this, uh, that leads to that uh, title too. So we wanted off the bat, all of us, in the group are women of color. So we knew that we wanted a character who might not be so represented in the books that do talk about sexual violence. We're sure that we aren't like the first book, but then e even if there are books, they're usually like um, books with like white characters. So we wanted something more representative. So uh, we came up with the name Safia, who is a young black girl to empower other girls. And then we had a few titles, to be honest, let me recap them. So we had a, the first title we ever had was called um, Sophia Has a Secret with like parentheses, but she won't stay silent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I actually really liked that. And it took a while to like let it go. But we talked to a panel and they didn't really think that the word secret was so good for this um, topic, okay. although that it's usually like counted as a secret for young children. So it's like telling them not to keep these types of secrets um, quiet. But we also thought of like how it might translate to different countries and different languages. And mm. maybe it wasn't the best. So we had uh, slowly we ended up with Sophia Speaks Up because we thought that that's like an empowering thing. So like it could be any child in the world, like replace the name Sophia anyone like every girl can speak up about something that's bothering her so we and in the end it's honestly such a good title I have the Malay version it's called Safia Verswara so just like so happy that it's also able to be translated and it's an empowering thing in whatever language it is. Okay, all right. We're just going to go for a quick break, Alison. When I come back, uh, when we come back, I do want to ask you about the translation and why uh, you know you've decided to make it into two different languages. I'm speaking today to Alison Chung. She is the co-author and illustrator of Safia Speaks Up. She's also a nominee for the Women of the Future Southeast Asia Prize. We're going to ask her about that as well after this quick break. Keep it here on Live and Learn on the Bigger Picture, BFM eighty nine point nine. 
Welcome back. This is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Judith Jacobs. On the line with me today, Alison Chong. She is the co-author and illustrator of Safiya Speaks Up, which is described as a one-of-a-kind book that follows a young girl as she navigates the distinction between uncomfortable and safe interactions in her community. So again, the project was created, written and illustrated by several girls from the She's the First Girl Activists, who were all fellows, sorry, of the She's the First, First Girl Activists between the ages of 15 and 21, spread across several countries uh, around the world. World, so we're finding out all about it. Um, Alison, um, would you like to give our listeners just a very, you know, brief uh, synopsis about uh, of, you know, Safia Speaks Up? Yes, totally. So Safia Speaks Up is a children's book about safety from violence by girls for girls. And it starts off with a young girl called Safia who loves to paint. She loves art and she loves everything colorful in life. She loves her family and she loves her friends. Um, And it starts with her going to her school's career day and thinking about her future and all of the different things she can do when she grows up. She, the first station she sees at her career day is by her friend's mom who works at a women's shelter. And then she starts to learn about what is Uh, what is counted as a safe interaction and a safe touch and what is not. And then she learns how to speak up against what is uncomfortable and in her life, which I think is a really important story and it's a really good one for young kids. Okay. All right. And uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you tried to make it as age appropriate as possible, right? What age group would you say that the book is targeted at? And how did you go about ensuring uh, that it is both age appropriate, but also impactful? I believe that this book can be for any age, but maybe for reading level, it could start from ages four and up. Um, and I say a not because I think even when I was 12 years old, I would pick up a book like this because I, I would read whatever, to be honest. So, <laughs> And I think even a 12-year-old and a 4-year-old, there's still like the same amount of things they can learn about this topic of safety from violence. Um, we believe that just showing the signs of how she, how the main character, Safia, could recognize um, the the emotions was really important because uh, for young kids and young girls, we believe that emotions and just being able to recognize is the first step. And the like main purpose of our book is just to like help them know that this is wrong. And the main thing is just if someone is touching you in a way that makes you uncomfortable to tell a trusted adult. So the main Thing in the book is about telling someone older than you that you trust and just like redirecting it to 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 there so I think that can be uh, that can be understood by even a young kid so yeah. I think that's what we aimed for okay so basically you wanted to make it easy for children to understand uh, how to speak up right if they are ever facing a, a situation involving uh, violence sexual violence things like that yes yes Okay. Okay. Excellent. And um, you know, before before the break, you mentioned that it's also there's also a BM version uh, of this book, right? Why did you choose to publish it both in Malay and English? Uh, what impact do you hope this dual language approach will actually have? Yeah. So off the bat, when I when my group and I were talking about making the children's book, since we're such a global group, we wanted to make sure that. Um, even the girls back at home in our communities could read the book. And that's why I made sure that 
when we released a book that we were also working on a Malay version and my other teammates, Anya, she's working on a Tagalog version for the Philippines. And my other teammate, Grace, she's working on a Swahili version. She lives in Kenya and we're also working on many other languages, hopefully in the future. So we just wanted to make it more accessible because we know that um, it's not only the girls who can read English that go through this, even the girls around in local schools should be able to read this in the language that they are more comfortable with and maybe might understand more to really make sure that this book and the story is accessible to girls everywhere. Okay. So we're slowly getting there. We're slowly going to try to translate it in more languages, but it does take some time. So it's going to be a while, but I'm glad that right now, as of now, the two versions are out are English and Malay. So I'm really happy with that. Okay, excellent. And um, I do know that you also created an accompanying uh, an accompanying mentor's guide uh, along with the book, right? You want to tell us about that? Yes. So the mentor's guide provides more information and context for the adults in their children's lives to read about and understand, to teach their girls in their life about Safia's story and how they can make sure that the girls in their life advocate for themselves in their communities, especially on this topic. It has discussion questions for your young for your young girl. It also has things to consider while you talk to the children and also a list of like signs of sexual violence, be it psychological, behavioral, or physical. So it's just a it's a guide for the mentors in the girl's life. Okay, okay. So anyone, right? Could be uh, parents, could be older siblings, uh, relatives, yes. teachers, anybody, right? It would be very helpful for them. Yes. And in the last page, there's a list of helplines that spans all continents, like for different countries. And it's just uh, a guide if you know of a young girl who might be going through something. Okay. And this mentor's guide was backed up by a lot of different women and organizations who got a read of it and um, helped us. So it is a really good resource, I believe, for young girls. Okay, no, wonderful. And, you know, when you guys were sort of sitting together uh, across different time zones, you know, on your computers, trying to, to put this all together, right? I mean, any challenges that you guys faced in, uh, well, number one, addressing such a sensitive, sensitive topic for a young audience, uh, but also, you know, just putting the story together in a way that, uh, in the way that you have? Um, and how did you overcome those challenges, if at all? Yeah, oh, definitely. There was definitely challenges, especially with time. All of us are in school yeah. and it was also a challenging time to just find a great time to meet. And we did have we did have challenges such as just, you know, it's easier when you communicate in person online. It might seem a little harsh if you do disagree, which I, I believe that disagreements are fair. Like, for example, I really loved the initial title of the book. I really missed it. So, but I had to also let that go to make sure that our group was being the best it could be, especially since we wrote the book online on like a Zoom meeting. It was really hard because some of us wanted to leave like some parts of the book and then some parts of the book had to be cut out for a time. 
for page constraints. It was really hard. Plus um, illustration, since I was the only one who was illustrating, I did have to check back on my team to see if they approved of what I illustrated. And I will be honest, illustrating took so long. So that was also a, a part of me that was like, I hope I'm not letting my team down by taking a while. But also I felt like if I did rush, it would not be as great as it is right now. So okay. those were the challenges and there's so much more, but overall my team and I, we're so grateful for each other and we're, we're so happy we got to meet and do this. No, oh, it sounds like a really wonderful experience and you know, what a wonderful uh, outcome, right? Something that can be uh, used and, and be utilized and be useful for so many people uh, across the world, you know, different languages as well. Um, you, you mentioned that you you spoke to a lot of people, right? I, I do want to quickly ask about the research and consultation that went into uh, making sure that this book was, you know, as accurate and effective uh, as a safety information book uh, as possible. Yeah, so we worked with the NGO, she's the first, so they have a lot of, um, they, we have a whole board, a uh, row of board members that got to read our book and Initially, when we pitched it already, we were told about uh, the different like resources they had. So we got to just share with it. I don't have any specific like this NGO helps, sure, but sure. Um, with the board mem- the board members are like really professional in the area of helping girls worldwide because um, the board spans from like many different countries. So they were able to help vet our book and make sure that the language we used was really accurate and real and everything we used was also like carefully cited in the like mentor's guide so we cite um different like organizations or like different um mental health professionals so that's the help we got and yeah i'm really grateful for the whole she's the first board for (laughs) even approving of this campaign it was such a big like dream we had that they helped make a reality and without She's the first. I don't think this book would be where it is right now. Okay. And it's, it's now, I mean, it's been released, as you mentioned, right? In English and, and Bahasa as well, right? Have you received any feedback uh, from parents or, or educators or even children uh, since the book's release? Uh, what has been the response been so far, if yes? Yes. So um, I have a quote from a mentor in She's the First's um, Girl First Institute, uh, they said that the new Sophia Speaks Up children's book and mentor's guide has enabled me to come up with more friendly and practical ways to have young girls and teenage moms learn about safety from violence, whether physical, emotional, or sexual. So I'm really grateful for that kind of feedback. I also have feedback from um, my school because my school has both like a primary and secondary school when I um, upland school and we have the teachers um receiving the book and just sharing it. Actually, tomorrow I'm visiting my old school and I will be reading this book to the primary school um, nice. children. So I'm really I'm really excited for more people to have access to this book. Yeah. And, and how are you guys planning or I mean, are there any plans or initiatives that you have in mind to promote the book uh, and, you know, the, the messages within the, the book, of course, uh, within community schools or any other relevant platforms? Yeah, totally. So since I'm back in Penang for the next few days, I'm visiting two schools to promote the book. And besides just reading about the book, I'm also talking to maybe like the older kids about how they can advocate for themselves and other girls in their communities, mainly um, trying to show them how like even 
uh, as a young girl, I was able to create this from scratch and how they can also create some small um, achievable like campaigns for their own communities. So I'm really excited to be talking to a lot of students uh, on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. I really, I, I, I'm really privileged to have this voice and this um, platform, and I hope to be able to use it for more good in the near future. And how do you envision uh, not just educators, but parents as well, or anyone, right, using this book as a tool to discuss uh, to discuss safety with children? You know, are there any specific activities or discussions that you might recommend? You know, uh, based on the book. Totally. So in the book, as I mentioned, Safia meets uh, her classmate's parent, who has who has worked in a women's shelter. And she, in the book, she asked Sophia to write down three of her safe people. And we, we describe what a safe person is, which is a person that you can go to when you have troubles. So as Sophia does in the book, at the end of the book, there is a page where the children who have read the book can write write and draw three of their safe people. So it's, um, I believe that it's a really good activity for parents to sit down with their children and help them identify who are their safe, safe people and who they can talk to, which I think is really just the gist of what we hope that children can take away from this book and that parents are able to also guide them throughout all the different questions they have. Okay. Well, you know, Alison, congratulations. I mean, what a wonderful uh, achievement at such a young age. How old are you again? I'm 19. <laughs> you're 19. And you already got a book fully illustrated and co-authored by you. And I do want to quickly ask you about this nomination for the Women of the Future Southeast Asia Prize. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, of course. So Women of the Future Award Southeast Asia is an award for young women and it acknowledges their work within their field. For me, I was award, I was nominated for the arts and culture category. There's other categories like business and public service, but I was nominated for my work in Sophia Speaks Up as the founder, illustrator, and co-writer of the book. I am really I was really surprised that I received this nomination. I for even illustrating a book, I did musical theater growing up. So I in my mind when I whenever I did art, it would always be like performing art. So to be nominated in something where I'm doing visual art, it's really amazing. And all the other women that I've gotten nominated with, they're all so amazing. And I don't even know how I'm in that list. And they're all really like creative women and they all have done so much work in their communities. And I can't wait to meet all of them um, on the 29th of November for the award ceremony in Singapore. Okay. Well, best of luck, Alison. I'm sure you'll come out tops there as well. So really excited for Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one last question before I let you go. Um, for Safia Speaks Up, right? How can we get our hands on a copy of the book or uh, I believe there's online versions as well? Yes. So you can get the for the physical books, I will just be passing them around in <laughs> okay. my in my community because sure. it's really hard. But if you do want one, you could probably reach out to me and I would gladly send um, a copy, especially if you're an educator in schools or in different NGOs around Malaysia. I've been trying to contact more, but it is hard as a young teen to be able to go and <laughs> navigate through all these contacts. And if 
you do want to read the online version, you can go to she'sthefirst.org where you can find the tab that says Safia Speaks Up, where you fill in a quick form and you will receive the book download on your email within a minute or so. Yes. And I believe you can also download the mentor's guide there as well, right? So the book and yes. the mentor's guide. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So Thank you so much, Alison, uh, for joining me today. It was lovely speaking to you. And uh, again, you know, folks, if you'd like to get a copy of the book, uh, get in touch with Alison. Alison, what's the best way to get in touch with you, though? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me might be my LinkedIn or my Instagram, which is just my first and last name, Alison Chong. Okay. All right. So and so that's uh, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-C-H-O-O-N-G. Just search for you in LinkedIn and get in touch. But if not, you know, the book is available also on the website. So that again is she's the first dot O-R-G. Uh, I think slash Safia dash speaks dash up, right? All right. Alison, thank you so much again for joining me today. I was speaking to Alison Chong, the co-author and illustrator of Safia Speaks Up. Uh, again, that website to head to is she'sthefirst.org. Uh, just search for Safia Speaks Up. That's S-A-F-I-Y-A Speaks Up and you can get the book there. But if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash learn. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.